0: Today is September 7th, 2021. My name is Brandon and I'm here with Mackenzie. We're here to talk about the relationship between law and morality. Do you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hey y'all, I'm Mackenzie. I'm a student at Florida Gulf Coast University. I work for a couple political organizations and committees and I'm really excited to be here to talk about this.
0: So we both go to FGCU and before we even get started on the morality thing, there's been a lot of policy changes in terms of like the Soren 4 and the mm-hmm. um, the honors program. Like do you what, what are you making of all this stuff that's happening here?
1: I think that they shouldn't have just pulled the rug out from under the people who really rely on the Soren 4 uh, scholarships and and advising. But in general, I think that there's other places within the university that they should be focusing on, um, such as making sure that the curriculum is up to date and making sure that our professors are teaching our students well and just really raising up this next generation so i think that that was a poor decision on their end for the timing
0: you talk about education do you feel you feel like it's not up to date
1: i think it's not up to date because we have we have really i mean in the past year we've seen how partisan everything can become and i think that we're allowing that to seep onto campuses too much i think that we should just be teaching students how to research and encouraging them to do so instead of uh, pushing any one ideology over another or or things like that in in that sense or in classes and on papers and things like that
0: understandable i mean i i feel like research is something that's just not done as much in college as it as it used to yeah because that i feel like a lot more people are are in college for the wrong reasons now Mm -hmm. i feel like they're in college just because they they were told they needed to go to college and and not so much for like academic rigor and i feel like they i feel like they're missing out so i totally agree um you know, we were talking about the relationship between law and morality earlier, and I guess the first topic that we w- should really cover would be uh, drug use. And I feel like, I mean, it is a kind of a hard topic to hit on, but when you look at it, the difference between what's legal and what's moral, I feel like there's a huge discrepancy in, in, in no, the legal system. Um, one thing, one uh, drug that sticks out in mind is weed, and mm-hmm. when you look at it, yes, it's... it's uh, it's illegal right now, especially definitely in Florida, because you can't really have weed be legal when there's all the, the pharmaceuticals that are going on in mm-hmm. in the state, and you can't take that away from you know, from the businesses. But it's definitely not. I don't know if you if you look at if you look at the Bible, I don't you, you may you may see that it may not be the, the best thing. But when you look at it objectively and you think about whether or not it's moral, it doesn't really affect too many other people. It's really taking drugs in general is really a personal decision. So. I, I'm not really sure why it's in, involved in the legal system.
1: I think that, well, just to clarify, in the state of Florida, you can have it medicinally. Um, and getting one of those cards, depending on who you go to, could be could be easier or harder to find. Um, a family member of mine does have their card and, and that's, that's how they, uh, they medicate in that way as opposed to taking a, a narcotic. Um, but you mentioned the Bible. Um, and it's not it's not that weed is inherently against the the Bible or, or scripture. It's that the, the way that we idolize it and the way that we use it to numb our pain or our emotions is where it starts a, starts to fall off with a lot of Christians or people that, that might follow the the traditional Bible. Um,
0: would you would you say that something that goes against Bible scripture is is inherently immoral?
1: Inherently immoral. Um hmm. I would say, I would say yes, because if it, so, okay, let's, let's rope it back to weed. Um, So weed can be immoral when it's used to, again, numb your feelings instead of finding help. If you're, if you're self-medicating and you're just high all the time and things like that, that's not, that's not moral for yourself. That's not treating your body the way that, the way that, uh, uh, scripture might be telling us to we want to we want to take care of ourselves in the best way that we can and look to the right sources to help us in that way. So if you're so for people who might have anxiety or something who who are using weed instead of possibly uh, the drug that they might be taking instead, like a, like a pr- prescribed drug, um, then it might help them in that way if that's if that's what they felt works best for them. But if they're just doing it without any sort of prescription or understanding what that could really do to their body, um, then that's where it starts to you know fall off and it's yeah and, that's, and that's more so
0: on the on the moral debate sure i mean i, I mean heading into this i mean i was kinda, i'm kind of on the fence on whether it's morally neutral or morally or, or or borderline immoral but when you look at that it's it's illegal so when you look at that like should it be i don't personally i don't think so just because i mean when you're looking at you know we're humans and we should have free will i mean we should be i think educated on on how weed affects us physiologically and i guess i guess a lot of people are uh, brought up in church settings and they Mm -hmm. understand whether or not they think it's immoral or not um i personally think it should be legal so just because it it doesn't necessarily it doesn't really affect um anyone else too much i mean sure you could you could go and go beyond and and like say, oh my gosh it affects family members and stuff but uh, you know people are jailed for this stuff
1: yeah no i don't i don't i think that i definitely agree with it medicinally because then you have someone else helping you control how much you're you're really taking it like there's a limit when you have your card to how much you can actually have um so i think that that is a benefit so that you're not uh because i mean you can you can take too much weed and then you've got other side effects and things like that um and i guess maybe one thing that we should kind of touch on really quick is what the definition of morality is And that's just, I mean, as defined by the dictionary is principles concerning the distinction between right and wrong or good and bad behavior. Um, So that behavior part is what defines morality, whether it's proper behavior or improper behavior. Um, so, So you can say with weed, you can use it in good behavior and be using it to help yourself and so that you don't, um, so that you can cope with other symptoms of other mental health issues, or other health, or just health issues in general, like people with Crohn's disease might use it so that they can eat um, things like that. So, so in if it helps you, great. But once it starts to touch that border where it's no longer helping and it's just hurting you more, where you can't function day to day with like without it, then then that's like oh, mm, it's starting to get into into a dependent, uh, such a dependence that you can't. That, that that's one bad behavior So it's to play a role.
0: With the special cases I mean it's so hard to to hear that and then go back and say yes it should be illegal. You know I I, I know yeah I mean because who knows I mean re- you can have like you just said you can have recreational use even if it's not necessarily like changing your lifestyle too often mm-hmm. yeah if you get caught with a gram you're going to jail or, or, yeah. or in some cases some cities you just get a hefty fine. Yeah. But I guess the, the this the discussion that we need to have is if something is immoral, should it be illegal? Like how what? I mean, there there's you know the common saying like separation of church and state, right? That's supposed to be in the legal system, um, but that's not really represented too well. I mean, I feel like there's things that are immoral that are illegal, and then there's things that are moral that are illegal. That's it.
1: Yeah, I can I can understand that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be like, yes, yes, I just a brief like, yes, I'm a Christian and I have a faith. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that I'm totally um, disconnected from my from the secular way to argue those things. So so it might line up coincidentally that some of my beliefs are like backed by the bible but that doesn't also mean that i don't understand the secular perspective i specifically do research for the secular perspective so that i can present that to someone who i can't hold to the same standard as i would a christian um but with well the topic of whether we should allow morality to define legislation um is is kind of what <laughs> this whole discussion is about right. um and it it just comes down to what you want a society to be represented with um, and, and things like that. Like, do you want your do you want your your average citizen to be uh, partaking in certain activities or or in a certain type of work or um, handling certain uh, situations in such a way that maybe others don't agree with or, or things like that? So.
0: So I, I hear that. And, um, you know, politically, politically, I'm a libertarian. Right. So I, I think that people should have more liberties than certainly more than we have right now. Mm -hmm. So I hear I hear you say that, you know, whether it's how we want our society to be represented. And to that, I would say, well, that should be dependent on the individual rather than the state. And, you know, I, I really think that free will is something that we're lacking as a society right now. So, the ability, and, and this this is gonna you know probably wrong, rub people the wrong way because I feel like not only weed but other drugs should be legal too, and I'm completely understanding in the negative side effects that these drugs have, but you know caffeine's a drug, like it, it is what mm-hmm. I mean. There's there's chem- there's chemical composition of, of everything that we intake, and then people say, you know, oh my god, like there's addicts to caffeine, and people are just oh um, understanding, the, oh yeah, it happens. Caffeine's a stimulant. So is cocaine. You know what I mean, so there's not, you know, not promoting that people should be doing cocaine, but it, it gives off very similar um, side effects when taken properly. And I think um, especially when you see uh, those quote unquote hard drugs on the street, mm-hmm. they're they're laced and they're not, you know, presented to the public correctly.
1: But then you start to touch a, touch an area where, how much do you really want these big pharmaceutical companies to be involved with it? Because I have no problem with, with Joe down the street uh, growing good weed and, and following those standards, but you can't hold a big pharmaceutical company to the same standard with cocaine and with heroin and all these things because they, they're the ones funding certain legislation anyway. So you, it, it starts to just get very, very gray in that way. Um,
0: well, I think you see in Colorado right now, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, in states where where weed is legal, that there's weed shops. There's, mm-hmm. and there's, and there's small businesses. Yes, there's going to be big pharma. But I think if it's, um, you know, more privatized, I, I feel like that would be a benefit in that way. That would, that would get almost, I mean, I would have to look into it more, but I would, I would think that that would definitely hurt big pharma, which is something that benefits people. I think, I think when you get rid of, those larger companies and, and you break it down into smaller, smaller businesses that are all in a capitalistic system. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would benefit everybody on top of I mean, this is not even, you know, taking in the fact that it would give people more free will of what they can do with their bodies.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, th- I think that definitely if we privatize certain certain drug um, manufacturers or, or producers, then that would take away from Big Pharma. But we've just we can see how we can all recognize that big pharma needs to get their hands out of a lot of it um but one one i can i can agree with weed let with weed uh being completely legalized with other drugs i start to fall off the off the drift that you're on um but with weed i think that it's a natural substitute to other medications and is so versatile that that's why i see it as as a benefit to a lot of people um but when it comes to cocaine it's not like I mean, I've never personally taken cocaine, so I, I can't really tell you the side effects of it. Yeah. But, um, but you know, I I just think that it doesn't provide those same benefits in that way. I think that we we should see how how those drugs benefit, as opposed to just okay, well, I'm just going to give you the free choice um, of taking something that that is actually more harmful than hurtful. I mean, we have we have caps on how much uh, alcohol you can have on your breath. I think that the same should be said for for various other things,
0: yeah, I, I think the the big comparison would be alcohol. Cause, I mean, you I mean, most people, most adults I say would have an uh, experience with someone who, um, had some kind of alcohol abuse, and it's completely legal. I yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, for people over twenty one, and you you look at that, and then the and then you look at weed. It's it's weird how one thing is is legal and one is, isn't. So another thing that I, I wanted to bring up is um, Columbia. Uh, there's a Columbia professor. His name is Carl Hart, and he smoked He's spoken on Joe Rogan, and he he's written a couple books. He he personally partakes in quote unquote hard drugs, and he is trying to change the way that people think about it. Uh, he personally partakes in heroin, and all these things. And he is a a uh, neuropharmaceutical uh, researcher, mm-hmm. and he. Uh, he kind of tests the the effects on the human body. So he, I, I don't remember his his book name exactly, but I think it's hard. I think it's called like Hard Drugs for Adults or something. And he. he yeah, crea- drug,
1: drug use for grownups.
0: Drug use for <laughs> grownups. Thank you. And he um, he basically makes the drugs himself in, in the Columbia lab. And so they're 100 percent clean. And this is going back to when I was saying that, you know, all these drugs are laced. So he does these things and he personally takes them, writes down uh, his own uh, side effects and um, he he takes his observations and everything. He actually, I think he, he physically got addicted to a couple of those drugs on purpose and he, and he wrote down his observations about how he went through withdrawals and stuff. So he's very uh, knowledgeable on this topic. and, Mm -hmm. And he's saying that, that, cocaine and all these things were actually very useful in in the right setting so i I think that he should be a uh you know leading voice in this this effort but as far as other things i mean to to move away from from this topic i mean um talking about you know i I was saying that more free will right but where does free will cross the line yeah and i think that goes to you know there's capital punishment right so capital punishment for people who don't know that's when you commit a crime so heinous that you're you're sentenced to death mm-hmm. and that is something that it's it's essentially state assisted murder and mm-hmm. when, when you look at it but it's legal in some areas and but definitely not immoral. what are your uh feelings on that topic
1: i think i mean i agree with capital punishment for specifically anything that has to do with women or children um, because those I, my my father was in the correction system, so he had to deal with those people, and, and those people, I mean, they wouldn't really need to get to the capital punishment part because those people are usually killed by the other inmates, um, because that's how that's how terribly they're looked at, and I mean, as they should. Um, but with capital punishment, I think that we need to reassess how we, uh, how we, hand that out because some people some people just say any murder, um, should be should be kind of equated to the murder of the person who was who who committed the crime um now then you start to then you start to see how people who are rapists and pedophiles um just don't how they don't get to that point and we need to we need to reassess that in the justice system um and how we and how we persecute those people
0: with pedophiles 1000 percent like they, entirely yeah they um i, I would say that it's it's disgusting, and um, what's what's concerning is um, there's this little subtle movement within, unfortunately, the LGBTQ plus community that's kind of moving to accept pedophiles, yeah, and just as just as quote like another form of love, oh. right? They, they, yeah, they, I they, think they, I
1: think they see it as like a kink or something. Yeah, it's falling nature.
0: under the, the love is love" thing, and um, that's extremely concerning to me entirely. And but kind of that's kind of a different debate. Yeah, but. <laughs> Um, as far as as far as capital punishment goes, I mean, yes, it's um, it's a it's a punishment. It's it's not necessarily well. It is murder. It, call it call yeah, it, you know, it's, it. it's one hundred percent murder, and you know, which is immoral. But uh, I I would agree that that should be should be legal for for you know cases where maybe you where that person murdered someone else, right? I mean, if one life can't be more valuable than another life, so if if someone decides to take someone else's life, then then they should be considered a murderer and and face the same penalty, um, and then there's there's the touchy topic of the week, and and that's and that's abortion, right? So there there's the women's rights side of it, and then there's the other side of it. So some people say that abortion is murder, mm-hmm. and therefore it would it should. Very well, be legal in in all cases if abortion is murder. Um, the, you draw the line. I mean, um, yeah, I guess the the line to be drawn is where the fetus is considered a person, and therefore, yeah. when is it a murder? Yeah. Rather than anything else, but then uh, I feel like that that whole argument is being dismissed just because that because it's technically inside the woman's body, and they th- they think that. It's still the woman's discretion, the mm-hmm. mother's discretion, um, of what to do with the the fetus, as long as it's w- within her body, and therefore, it, and she's exempt from any any punishment or any kind of uh, label, as as including murder.
1: Yeah, um, I think that I completely put that in the morality argument. I think that morality should be the legislation there, um, but I'll I'll keep that. Um, but yeah, I think that we, we are having a really hard time defining, okay, what is, what is women's rights? What is the woman's right to, to terminating a pregnancy? Because it could have been unplanned. I was unplanned and I am grateful to be here. You know, like that, that, what is, what is that, what value is that putting on, on the child's life? Um, because you don't, there's just a lot of other things with that, um, but you've got, you've got unplanned pregnancies. You've got some people who, um, who are touching on the topic of, well, what about, what about the, the people who are raped or, or things like that? Um, and that starts to, I mean, I can't speak to any experience with that. Um, however, I have been reading a lot about women who, who were raped and, and were like, no, I, I wouldn't have wanted, like, when I look at my child, I see my child. That's, that's something that I created and something that was formed within me. And, and I see that as valuable to me. Um, so I just, I think that that one is definitely <laughs> a touchy topic that could be discussed for another 45 minute segment, but, but that's my thoughts on that. I, I lean more on morality should legislate that, that legal policy
0: for the people who want to hear my opinion as someone who's not a woman. Um, I think that there, you can't kill a, a person, right? So I think when, when do you decide when it's a person and, I I think I tend to lean more towards the the Texas law, which says if there's a heartbeat, yeah. I, I don't know if they get... Did they say six weeks or just say heartbeat?
1: Let me double check. Hold on. Give okay. me like two seconds. But I'm pretty sure... I keep hearing the number six weeks, but also I'm not going to trust social media headlines. Right.
0: Because it could be anywhere from... The, a heartbeat can be found anywhere from three to, I think, s- as late as seven weeks. So th- that's work. I kind of draw the line because... I mean, are there unfortunate circumstances? Yes, where where you know rape pregnancies happen and unplanned pregnancies happen, but mm-hmm. in the case where I mean, I w- I would hope that people are you know.
1: It just says I mean, okay, okay, yeah. So six weeks is a general number that that the headlines have have thrown on it. Sure. Um, they so according to Wikipedia, which we can we can just use it for the definition purpose. Um, the act allows any person to sue someone who provides abortion care, once a signal of cardiac motion, and an embryo can be detected via, via an ultrasound, which is usually possible beginning at around six weeks of pregnancy. And also, you can't really define six weeks of pregnancy either. So the people who are like, oh, well, it's six weeks and and i might not know well chances are if you haven't recognized it yet then maybe that heartbeat isn't, isn't quite there yet so no one can say oh this one this embryo looks like it's six weeks like like it, it, so it, even if that looks like eight weeks to some women and at eight weeks that that heartbeat is found then that's when it is
0: based off the definition that you read off of wikipedia i i would agree with that law and i i think that you know a lot of women are saying you know that my body might my, my choice thing I mean but at that stage of the pregnancy it's no longer just your body and yeah. um and and going back to the morality thing I mean I I know some Christians say all abortion is should be illegal and I mean I, but that's that's the I think one of the best ties in between uh, legality and morality I mean yes you have one side saying that abortion should be you know <laughs> full term with some which is unfortunate with some Democrats are are pushing right now there should be, you know, full term uh abortions. And then there is the other uh half that are saying like no, there should be no abortion at all. I, I feel like you know, as, as quote unquote strict as it is, I mean when you're looking at what's a person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean it, it has neurological function. Yep. And it has a heartbeat. Yep. So I, I feel like that's very it's, it's a logical line to draw in the sand about where where we should be right now and it's not like it's immediate right yeah you know, I mean there there are chances and I did have a conversation with someone saying that uh you know they they have later periods right so people are I mean they take pregnancy tests when their period is is late mm-hmm. and um, she's saying that her period is longer than others so she may not have the opportunity to, Um, detect pregnancy in time. And I feel like that's, that's other special cases that we should look at, but I'm just looking at it at at its, you know, at its face. uh, I'm not, I'm not too upset with that.
1: Yeah, no, I don't, I can, I can see how there is a lot of gray area. There is, but this is, but this kind of motion and this passing allows for those things to be worked out right now, as opposed to letting them just continue. Instead of just letting all of these, all these Planned Parenthoods who who claim that they don't do abortions very often, but if you walk in there, that's what they're gonna that's what they're gonna push to you, no matter what your age is. And then you've got some people who who are even saying, oh well, if you're under the age of eighteen, we're gonna make it so that you can be uh, sixteen and and go get an abortion without your parents signing. Like that's that's worrying. So the fact that we're putting this out now, I think, is perfect timing in in where we are in society to start to really work out the details of that before we just keep. In my opinion, killing babies um, and and just letting that continue to unravel and and having all and and dealing with the consequences of that.
0: Yeah, I, I'm that's. I, I think that's where maybe we should end that. If we yeah. if we we could have another discussion on this.
1: Yeah, entirely.
0: Um, another thing. I think one of the one of the last things I wanted to hit was uh, prostitution and overall just sex work. Right. So there's obviously a, a large movement of d- degeneracy in society right now in terms of uh what's being you know pushed out in public and, and on the internet of all things mm-hmm. um only, there's only fans that's become increasingly increasingly more popular yep um some people say that i mean i mean there's prostitution that's already technically illegal but then mm-hmm. there's kind of people going around that there's only yeah. fans that's technically going around that and, and paying for you know, lewd photos and, and anything that's that's graphic content. Mm-hmm. So should should OnlyFans be legal or does that fall into the that kind of category?
1: I think that when it comes to sex work, I think that we can all objectively sit here and say that it does not no okay. Let me let me let me just brief with any sane, uh any any right minded Teen, uh, late teenager into, into early early twenties, mid twenties, woman, really thinks that 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 it is empowering to to put out every single aspect of themselves physically. Um, Like like that's how that there's a lot of like trafficking that goes on within a lot of that I mean I I can sure only fans because it's paid whatever there's a there's a wall but I'm when I think about sex work and and prostitution I think more about like the porn hub industry like like free open to anyone pornography with a simple google search um that I think is illegal I think that is entirely illegal um I can speak to uh a lot of uh First-hand experience with with people um or things like that who were exposed to pornography so young like early early as like 10 11 12 years old because it's just out there that is illegal free pornography should definitely be illegal i think that the whole industry could be the whole porn and 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 sex work industry could be abolished and i think that we would all be better Um, Because you don't you don't create a wall between what intimate what real intimacy looks like um, what relationship should look like because that's what it like like porn and prostitution and sex work all of that goes into problems within relationships and understanding how to have one and what it looks like people in marriages will will often fall apart because if we see cheating as uh, as like a or, or adultery as going and sleeping with another man or woman. Um, then then why don't we see the same problem with going in and watching pornography or going and paying for those things, you know? So I just think that it is completely, I just think, don't think that those things are moral. I don't really see them as, I don't think that it should, at least free porn should be abolished first. Anything that can be looked up um, because it's just too easy to access. And I think that we're pushing it younger and younger, and that's only going to continue to, to um, I, could, I could predict that it would possibly create issues in the future of of relationship of, of relational kind of issues or divorces going up because we don't understand uh, what what intimacy looks like and what deep relationships look like
0: there's a couple notes that I have in terms of uh, the porn hub, porn hub industry um, I do think that overall pornography is is immoral in, in itself Yep. Um, I feel like that it should be legal on the internet but i feel like there's there's certain companies that you're, you're absolutely right that trafficking is is very much involved and in. that's a topic that um i'm very much involved in um
1: mm-hmm.
0: looking looking into that uh i think that these companies should be investigated more i know there was a time either last year in 2019 where mastercard just totally just took themselves out of of Pornhub out of out of principle because of mm-hmm. because there was uh these reports coming out finally that all these underage girls were were on on there and um i frankly don't think that the problem was really solved but you know pornhub came out with the statement and said that they they you know filtered everything so that that's their kind of you know that's
1: and that's just such bs we keep seeing more and more of those like so there's obviously if, if for those who maybe don't understand what pornhub like looks like or anything and i pray that you wouldn't um, but porn so there's pornhub.com and then there's offshoot companies so all these offshoot companies will if there's like a if there's like a teenage girl who, who's maybe fresh out of high school or graduating high school, they'll go and they'll try to sell her, oh my gosh, you're gorgeous, and you're all these things. And they do the same to men. Oh my gosh, you're just beautiful, like you could be a model. And then those people are going and they're making those people sign contracts without a real lawyer looking at them. And if it is a real lawyer or whatever we want to consider that, it's someone who's only being paid by that porn company. So then, that there's so much manipulation and coercion that goes into it that is completely immoral, and and that's why and and you don't see an old person who understands what that what that what all those terms what all those legal terms mean in their contract. You don't see them doing porn often. Um, you see you see young people who are who are fit who who maybe have a certain look to them, going into the porn industry. So that, so that's why I, I really just think it is completely immoral, and yeah, it should be it should entirely be illegal.
0: Oh, again, like I, I'm, I'm reiterating that I think it's, it's immoral, but I think uh, in terms of the specific industry right now, if you look at, um, I, I mentioned this in the last podcast I did too, like look who owns these things. So if you look at who owns Pornhub and who owns, uh, you know, any other porn site, it all goes back to certain people. Mm-hmm. And I think they should be the people that should be more, more or less investigated. So, I think the the industry itself you know uh, i wouldn't say leave it alone i would say that like it's it's something that people will pay for it so therefore it's it's something that will if people will pay for it then then who's to say that you know it should be completely banned because then it just creates a black market for it yeah it should be it should be available and um should people like in my opinion should people should not be watching porn because of uh, i mean mostly the reasons that you were saying but i mean physiologically too i mean uh, for all the men listening out there i mean uh there's a difference between having sex and watching porn when you when you masturbate your testosterone levels are decreasing so much uh and just from masturbating but if you're having sex your testosterone actually increases and you may think like oh the end result is still the same but in reality, it's you know it's the psychological aspect of it too it's 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 like it's bio psychological mm-hmm. it, it affects your mind and your body so I mean and that's a whole different topic that I could get into also
1: yeah I mean and just to just to kind of put it out there again like it, first of all it's not only men that deal with, with pornography and with pornography issues or addictions um there's plenty of women uh that I've met or encountered that have also deal that have also dealt with that, um, but and for us it kind it brings down our worth drastically because there's there's like this overarching uh, kind of uh, issue within that for women is that we are automatically like put into this uh, inferior position, um, and so we we see that and then we and then that goes into that goes into relationship problems as we as we have them. Um, but there's segueing into a, a like a, a specific example. There's a, there's an account on Instagram called Fight the New Drug. Now, just to clarify, in their bio, their um, their their first thing that they say is a non-religious, non-legislative, and anti-shame nonprofit raising awareness on the harmful effects of porn and exploitation. So they are they're not they're not any they're not related to a partisan to a to a party or anything like that. Um, and they just give you testimonies. They're, they'll give testimonies on people who were in the porn industry somehow, um, in any way, or, or just sex work in general. So uh, there, there was one that I'm kind of thinking of, and it was a young girl who she had dealt with. She had come from a really bad home and things like that, and she had gotten into a relationship with a guy. Um, and this specific guy had some connection to the porn industry, but she didn't find that until suddenly she finds herself in a room full of cameras and, and being told to have sex with somebody. Um, and so it just, it not, that's like a very short summary of her whole testimony, but there was just a lot of abuse, there's a lot of coercion, a lot of manipulation, and, and it, it's just terrible. There is there's, there's no way um, to, to make a porn industry that is totally moral and totally protects everyone. There's just too many risks, people, there's too many people that, that can come in and ruin it, there's too many just perverts that can get involved with it, and it's just terrible. So there, there is just no way around even trying to say, oh, well, if we made it this perfect little rainbow of 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 how it looks and how it's produced, th- th- that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist.
0: Well, you could argue that. I mean, I, I would say it's relatively similar to the way that you know, society takes on alcohol. I mean, it, there's almost no positive impact of, of people uh, drinking alcohol other than having like a good time. Right. So it's about it's about a specific feeling. Yet, I mean, when you look at the money that's poured into both of these industries, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, if you if you completely ban something, it'll it'll hit the black market, it'll, and I think the trafficking will be even worse. That's that's my opinion on it, and and that's what we're seeing with with drugs right now. I mean, weed in the states that it's illegal it. You know, there's a way to get it. And as, as, as you wait, uh, Unfortunately, you might know. Yeah. yeah so for and things like that. And that's a very easy and understood example. I mean, but you could apply that to anything when something is illegal is or may even recently banned. There is already people that have some of whatever and it'll get its way around. And that and that's the unfortunate reality that that we're living in. So I guess regulation would be a a better way of handling things rather than making it necessarily illegal. Now, where is it regulated? Is it regulated at the national, the federal level? Is it not, is it regulated at the state level or at the county level? That that's a different discussion to have. But to completely ban most things, I would say 99 percent of things I think would just be futile because people will just find a way around it. And I, I think that, you know, jails are being filled with people that are nonviolent offenders for for a lot of th- things that they shouldn't be in jail for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really unfortunate.
1: Yeah, and, and I think with regulation is like the only the only option in that sense then. But I think that as a society, we have to stop putting value into things that don't deserve any. Like, so, so if we, so we have like these trust issues in relationships already, right? But then we but then we go and we're like okay porn is empowering and all these things you know so it's it just doesn't it doesn't mix well and then you're just causing more issues relationally and and for the individual for people who um for for people who were addicted to porn at some point they can see how that how that uh depicts later relationships and things i mean i could go into into a whole testimony of that if you wanted me to thing uh, that type of thing so so it's just it's just not beneficial in any way and I just and coming from the experience that I have with it it just it it angers me that we even still allow it it really it does I have to admit that
0: and and I completely agree that it has to be a societal change and um and I I think that that one site that that you mentioned what was that site again what site the uh, the Instagram account
1: Oh, fight the new drug. So there's, but there's like there's a lot of them now that are coming out like that.
0: Yeah, I think I think those types of uh, you know pages are are going to be what's really beneficial in the yeah. future in terms of you know guiding society and in yep. a more. I, I won't even want to say the right direction. I would say just in a more healthy direction. Yes,
1: in a, in a more healthy direction and and in a way that. Then they then there's like other offshoot not offshoots but other other organizations that will also help you kind of overcome addictions like that they'll they'll give you there's different apps now some I, the one app that I'm thinking of that that's like a porn blocker almost um, that one is Christian but it's does like it doesn't like like you could you could use that app without it without it having a religion to it if you wanted to
0: good I think that I mean self limiting is the first step too uh, and um it's kind of understanding in, in education like i like i was saying before i'm going to reiterate it now education is the number one way to entirely to, to stop all this stuff 100 and and the um testosterone thing i was mentioning for guys earlier unless you really dig into the numbers i mean you don't really s- you know see the impact of it um so i recommend i mean and i'm sure i, I have not done as much research into it for the female physiology but i can't imagine that it's ne- that it's beneficial but uh no. yeah i would say education is the number one number one thing to uh do, and that's kind of why i'm gonna leave this at yeah so yeah i, I appreciate you coming on Mackenzie. of course and uh is any way that uh people listening can find you at
1: uh yeah so you can follow my instagram at mackie underscore attack so m-a-c-k-e underscore and then the word attack Um, or you can just look up Mackenzie Barrett and then, yeah, but Brandon will probably tag me in this anyway, I would imagine. So Uh, we'll be, we'll be good to go.
0: We're good to go. You can find this as of right now, just on Apple podcasts, but maybe sometime in the future it'll be on different platforms, but I appreciate you guys listening. And of course, as always, if you find anything useful or shareable, please do so and help us out. Have a good one guys.